0: Hey, My Travel Wins Podcast, I'm lucky to have Courtney Rich. How are you today, Courtney?
1: I'm doing so good. Thanks for having me again.
0: Oh, absolutely. You, you are my first repeat customer, so I appreciate the uh, the additional time you're giving me.
1: What an, what an honor. Yeah, it's
0: pretty fun, actually. It's exciting to, to talk to somebody I already know.
1: <laughs> I know, right? feels like friends are getting back together.
0: Exactly. Well, you, you've had a, quite an exciting time since we last talked. I, I saw you on the Kelly Clarkson show.
1: Yes, yes, it's been busy. Um, March was really busy because I was still able to travel,
2: <laughs> and yeah. I was
1: down in L.A. and I was able to go back to the Kelly Clarkson show um, and do some visits there. And yeah, so luckily we got that in right before shelter in place uh, kind of hit the whole country. And I've been staying in Utah ever since.
0: So you you have the cakes by court or excuse me, cake by Courtney. Yeah, And that's such a burgeoning business. I was going to ask you, how has the quarantine affected you and the lockdown?
1: You know, it was interesting to watch kind of all the movement and the changes in the first couple weeks. So here in Utah, and I think a lot of the country, it was kind of the beginning of March, middle of March, that most people were asked to be in shelter in place. And those first couple weeks, I, you know, I kind of thought, all right, well, my stuff is online for the most part, and sure. you know, people are going to be home. Maybe they're going to want to bake, and so I was really interested and in hoping that you know things would kind of take off or still stay the same. But the first couple weeks, things dropped for sure. Website traffic and uh, shopping on my shop page for my products, and so I was like, okay, how am I? What what am I missing here? And it really wasn't about content it was i think a fear factor for yeah, consumers exactly all it. over the country i mean if you remember going to the store in march and trying to get you a few things for you know your emergency preparedness and just some food storage you know things were kind of crazy it, it felt weird going to the store and seeing empty shelves and you can't <laughs> find flour and you can't find baking powder and so doesn't people, that seem like I
0: forever it ago
1: it does it's kind of, isn't that weird like this has been already the longest year, I think, for everyone. I keep seeing those memes that it was like, Oh my gosh, January felt like five minutes, March felt like, you know, five years and then April feels like twenty years. You yeah. Know? And it just it it does. It feels like a really long time ago. But, you know, so you had this bit of a fear factor at the beginning and I think people just were so unsure of what was gonna happen. Thankfully, you know, we have amazing people in each of our cities that keep stores open that are working you know to make sure that people can still go to the grocery store and get these things and you have suppliers that are like working around the clock to get flour to people and i think after those first couple weeks people realize okay one i've got to use some of the stuff that i bought and two i'm going to be able to find it now that doesn't go for everywhere i know some i talked to some people about you know just the essentials can still be hard to find in a city like New York or maybe Los Angeles where cases are so much higher and people are still not going out as much. Uh, so but after that first couple weeks, people kind of started to re-engage and they started to settle into the new routine of homeschooling. Yeah. And okay, but what about me? I need to have a little bit of a hobby. So for me, it's been really fun in the last couple, you know, since then. So I would say the last six weeks, to really interact with people on social media and just kind of have a, a new relationship with many people. One that didn't, you know, they followed, but maybe didn't bake. They didn't engage so much. And then finally this, you know, the silver lining of a challenge like this is that it kind of pushed them to try something new. You know, you see a ton of people trying sourdough bread or new hobbies or DIY projects around the house and, You know, you you want to keep yourself busy. You want to keep your mind on positive, happy things when things are uncertain and you're scared and you're nervous. And so baking, I think, definitely does that for a large population. My favorite part is always and has always been and will always be the interaction I get to have on social media and hopefully some point back in my classes in person, because it's just like, you know, food is something you can bond over forever
0: totally agree with everything you just said. It's, it's interesting to, to see how, I mean, companies are definitely going to have to make some changes, you know, just uh, how they operate. Even uh, office buildings, you know, they're talking about more more virtual meetings and virtual yeah. working from home and everything.
1: everything everything's yeah.
0: going to change that way.
1: It is. And I, I think something that's big and will never change. And people, I think, realize how important it is right now Food. is the human connection and so how do we keep that going when we can't be in the office every day with people or maybe moving forward, you know, it's just less time in the office. So how do we make sure we're still connecting and communicating in an effective way? And I, I think we'll see some cool ways of doing that. I know I'm already, do- you know, people are doing live, but just zoom meetings and um, I think even just writing people back personally on Instagram right now, Yeah. When I'm able to answer a one on one question, it's a great way to connect. I always try to make time in the early morning when I wake up and before I go to bed. And um, I usually try around lunchtime too to sneak away from my kids and just try to answer DMs so that they are getting like a, you know, not just a heart to, I don't want to just like the picture or the comment that they sent me, but I would really like to be able to engage, answer their question, encourage them. And and cheer them on the best they can. You
0: know, it's interesting it, because I'm on Instagram too. It it's so weird to see so many, you know, celebrities at any level, now doing yeah. so many more lives. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll put on my, my phone, and also I'll have like six different people doing live. Before it was like maybe oh, yeah. maybe one, and now it's you know. No, I
1: know
0: just, It's weird. It
1: Never took the time, or didn't have the time. Yeah. And again, a silver lining is, you know, I thought we would be bored. I thought I'd be sick of my family.
2: And
1: (laughs) while we all have our moments and, you know, sometimes we feel like we're pulling our hair out, we are doing things that we didn't used to do. And that's like every night we go on a bike ride or we're playing in the backyard or we're going on a walk. And before, I mean, and Life will get back to normal at some point, and they'll be busy again. But I think it puts some perspective on you know how much I, I personally just kind of love the extra time to do some of the things that we weren't doing when everyone was so busy. And I know I was saying, you're saying that the celebrity lives I mean, how great John Krasinski is like doing a whole news show, and, and he's yeah. doing marriages, and he's a 15- weddings and and hosting graduations and and trying to just bring smiles to people's faces and I think you know that's just kind of one of the greatest gifts you can give people right now you know especially I was at the store the other day actually and wearing my mask and a lot of people most people had their masks on it's not mandatory here in every store but one of the things I just walked away feeling really sad about was that it was hard to smile at people. I mean, I would try, and under my mask, I was smiling, but I'm like, I don't know if they can tell. I'm smiling at them. And I really miss the back-and-forth smiles with someone when you're going down an aisle or you see someone you know or it's just a stranger that glances at you. And you can offer them a smile, and all of a sudden that's hidden in that one simple gift that you were able to freely give whenever you wanted to, kind of taken away from you. And that, that made me sad for a minute you know, and I, I hope that we can get back to, you know, smiling at one another.
0: That's interesting. Cause I I, I feel the same way. It's like, I, I still take my dog for walks and, you know, we'll go out and go to stores. And we were saying, my wife and I were saying the same thing. It's like, all you see are the eyes and you're like, is that person mad at me? Or is they happy? Or are they paying yeah. attention or. Right? You, you, yeah. So interesting to, to be able to just read the eyes. It's kind of weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so what are the other. Yeah. So, I was going to say, one of the other things you started was a podcast, which I'm really happy about.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, this has been in the works for a little while, and it just launched at the beginning of May. It's called Courtney Beyond the Cake, uh, because it's actually not much about cake at all. um, I'm going to keep all the tips, all the recipes on my blog and Instagram, but the podcast, it actually brings my career full circle, because I... I uh, started out in broadcast journalism yeah. and I always loved just telling stories. And then I went on to media consulting and I traveled the country for over a decade, moderating focus groups and interviewing people. And even though it wasn't necessarily a one-on-one interview or it wasn't about their life while we were talking about different television shows that we were testing or talent or themes on a show I would get like little nuggets of information from these people about their life. And I would sit there and after every interview and I'd be on the plane and I'd be thinking about these groups and all these different strangers that I met all over the country for, you know, over 10 years, like everyone's got a cool story. Everyone's got something behind the face that you see every day. And the more I got to know people, the more groups I did, you know, you just realize that everyone's, Story matters, and that was just always something that I, I loved about the job while I was doing that. So when I um, got approached about doing a podcast and thought about what would I want to share, we do so much in the kitchen on Instagram already, and and the cakes. I thought, you know what? It's the feeling that I hope people get when they're in the kitchen and when they're learning from me and we're making cake together. You know, the joy, the happiness, the fulfillment, the pride, but they walk away from those moments of learning and creating, feeling really good and uplifted. And that's what I want them to feel with podcasts too. And I thought, you know what, what, I'm going to share stories. I love storytelling and I really am talking to just everyday people, that just have a great story to share. Something that we can learn from and I think that we can really relate to as well, because you know, it could be you. It could be me. It could be the the neighbor down the street, and we're learning from one another. And I think that's very relatable.
0: Absolutely. Do you do you think that the do you think the podcast will help you get new listeners that you wouldn't have, or you know, new fans that wouldn't necessarily want to know about more cakes? i.e. men mainly.
1: I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so, um, because you know, I do have people on Instagram that follow. Just for the entertainment of it, you don't <laughs> yeah. really plan to make anything, um, and they just like to watch cakes being decorated, and that's fun. I like free pictures and fun videos too. Uh, but I, you know, after the first couple episodes uh, aired, you know, and, and they're out there now, it's been fun to have some people like those people who don't necessarily bake write to me and say, "Okay, you know, it was fun to follow you, but being able to connect with you on this different level about something totally different." is really like next level for me and you know i think that connects us even more because i open up about my history and my why you know why i started to make cakes and there's always something deeper and there's always something more meaningful to the choices that we make and the people that we are and you know i open up and share my story in my first episode and then in my second and third episode i talk to my mom and dad because they they're my heroes. And so Wednesday this week, um, my episode with my mom came out, but she had quite a journey too, you know, and just this incredible story that made her the woman that she is. And I think so many people re- will relate to to her story and, and then to my dad's. And then I've got just some really great, um, interesting people. And I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to share their stories and, and hopefully hopefully, you know, whether people connect to me or the person I'm talking to, I hope they just feel a connection and they feel that light and positivity that we're trying to share.
0: So how weird was it talking to your parents? Like, what? You
1: know what? It, um, in the sense of it's recorded. Know. Yeah, but it, it was so funny. You know what I thought, too, is after I recorded it, I, they told some stories that I actually had not heard before exactly stories about their parents or about their marriage early on because they're now divorced. And it was just like th- I, this really cool experience where I was so grateful now that I do have it recorded. And I'm like, wait, this is like family history for me. This is technology. Yeah. I should record them again just for my own purposes and ask them questions. My sister listened to it. And there was a story that my mom shared um, about when she was found out she was pregnant with me years ago. And it was a very complicated pregnancy, and the doctors told her to abort the pregnancy. And she was like, "Wait, what? Like n- no, I, I can't I can't do that. That That wasn't even like an option for her. And so she risked her life to have me. And it's a miracle that that we were both healthy, and we made it through that pregnancy and my little sister had never heard that story she's 27 years old wow. and you know so it's just cool to have those moments um even to share with my sister but you know just i think i think they'll relate to a lot of a lot of people out there the feelings the emotions the triumphs the successes um and the lessons that we learn through our stories and our journey
0: now, see that I, I i i totally agree with you it's so weird to to think that you know that, because both my parents are gone I wish I would have had the opportunity and right. and I, I think you'll you'll get some some of the best moments I've had with my podcast has been yeah. ha- having I had a an NFL football player reach out to me about a week after I posted our episode and he goes my parents yeah. wanted me to thank you and I was like hmm. what are you talking about and he goes they didn't know what struggles I was going through cuz he was He's no, now no longer an NFL player. He was going right through that time where he was trying to make a, he, he was on the New Orleans Saints and he made the practice squad for the Carolina Panthers and he was getting picked up by the Seahawks. Didn't know where he was going to be. Yeah. And he said his parents listened to the episode and they, f- for the first time kind of really appreciated and understood what he was going through. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I
1: was like, wow. Yeah. Oops unexpected I think it's great when we can share these moments and sometimes it's easier to do it you know on a, on a podcast it's going to be like published you know across the the world rather than sometimes just sitting down with our families and sharing them but you know you got to think of the benefit of, of many you hope that it impacts one person yeah but most likely it's going to impact you know tenfold and and you know I just hope that we can bring some joy and lightness and Inspiration to to those who listen. So I'm re- I'm really excited. I think we're going to have a good year, and I'm really excited that it just kind of brings everything I love all, all together. You know, <laughs> the one thing I
0: wanted to ask you because I started from scratch when I when I started my show. Yeah, you you have a a, a mechanism. How hard was it to add just that ex- extra component of the podcast? Because you already had the Instagram, you had the YouTube, you have you had so much going on already.
1: Yeah, was it easier? Um, to, do you I think? think? They're still, I mean, I have like the audience right on Instagram, but it's still converting them and we will have our loyalists and I'm so grateful for my loyalists who no matter what I do are supporting me and encouraging me and cheering me on and hoping that it's a success. And those are the ones that I hope, you know, listen the first few episodes and then share it because not everyone's going to tune in right away and then you wait for, you know, the secondary audience is waiting for the early adopters to say, hey, you should listen. No, this was really good. And waiting for the reviews. And so I just feel so grateful that I've got a group, a community on Instagram that is so supportive, encouraging. And I really owe it to them because I think any success from the podcast is going to be because of their support and their word of mouth. And so I really, you know, I hope to see it grow. And I know that if it does, it's really thanks. To an awesome community on social media that's supporting me.
0: That's because You had that. I, I, I'll tell you a funny story. I I've, I'm now two years in, I just recorded. Well, I just posted up my, um, my 100th episode.
1: And Congratulations. I, thank you.
0: And I, I had a friend on Facebook who I've worked with for 10 years and I, you know, I, I post all of my, my podcast episodes on, on Facebook, on social media, LinkedIn, all that. He he sends me a DM and goes, Hey, I didn't know you had a podcast. Uh, (laughs) I'm like,
1: what? Right?
0: I've only had about... I think
1: that's one of the biggest things I've learned, too, about, I mean, any kind of business and social media, but when you are providing information and you are sharing information, I have learned in the last five years, just of Instagram alone, is that you can really never share it enough. You can, there's, like, you have to repeat yourself. It's like with kids. Yeah. You tell them one time, but nope. I got to tell him again and again because it gets, it gets mixed and it goes in one ear and out the other. And, Oh, I remember you talking about a podcast, but I never tuned it. Okay. Now, okay. Now that you said it again, I'm going to, I'm going to listen this time, you know? And so I just keep remembering, okay, even though we've talked about how to get your cake to rise, there are new followers and listeners constantly that we have to remind this information is here, you know? So it will be for me kind of a balance of, I have to share this new content I'm putting out for my blog and Instagram and all the baking, but also, Hey, I've got this, you know, this whole new um, road I'm taking and I've got the podcast and I want you to be there too. And so, you know, you just hope that, um, you know, you're providing enough uh, value to those listening and to those following that your content um, provides value in their life that they'll also want to kind of give back to you in in terms of support.
0: I, th- I think it's going to be a huge success for you. So,
1: well, thank you, thank you. I'm very excited.
0: What what else do you have uh, coming up for the end of the year? Have you have you totally changed all of your schedules, or or are you just leaving it open? You know,
1: we've changed um, any kind of like television appearances and my in class, my I'm sorry, my in person hands on classes have been postponed. I do those in Salt Lake City, and those are. One of my favorite things to do, even though they're not very big classes, we usually have 16 people, but yeah. it's a moment that I can really like face-to-face connect with people, and it's so fun. We have a great time, um, but those are postponed. I did just launch a second online cake course, which is kind of a next-level baking. So now I have two classes online that are available for people to purchase and watch whenever they want to. So it's been fun to see people gravitate towards those try those out and then say oh i watched your first course i watched the 2nd and getting better um because there's really no better way to get better at something than to just get hands-on and try it and kind of throw yourself to the sharks and, and
0: <laughs> exactly
1: and a shot. so we've done that um and my products are still available online we have a new product dropping soon that i'll be announcing so you know we're still you know trying to do our best to keep Things going as as normal as possible, and also just you know, I think for me, my big thing is making sure that I'm always staying connected um, to the community and and to my followers, and yeah. But it so yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting rest of the year. But I also feel very um, optimistic about some of it as well.
0: I do too. You know, the, the talk I had with my daughters yesterday was in 2008 when, when the economy crashed, everyone at the time was like, Oh, this is terrible. We'll never come out of it. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we just had the best decade we've had ever. So yeah, we'll go through this, we'll get through it and then we'll come out yeah. of it and, and everyone will keep moving on. Hopefully. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And hopefully, and hopefully with lessons learned, you know, sure. And you hope in these kind of moments. And it's like any kind of personal trial that we go through, You know, I mean, we may fail at something. We may find something to be hard. It may be challenging. We have, you know, really hard times in life. But the silver lining of all those moments is that there's lessons to be learned and strength to be had. And we can grow from them if we choose to grow from them.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so
1: I hope for me, I hope for my family, we can look at this moment. And as hard as it is and as worrisome and uncertain as it is, you know, what can we hold on to every day that is a constant, you know, in our family? And what are we grateful for at this moment that, you know, may have changed and it's different, but changed for the better, at least right now? And how can we make sure we always continue to keep those positive changes moving forward?
0: Well, yeah, And I think there's going to be so many pauses out of this. I mean, people like, like you were talking about earlier, it's like all of a sudden it gives you a different perspective. You know, this is the most time I've spent my wife and I've been together for almost seven years. And this is the most time I've ever spent at home in in one spot because I'm, I'm a traveling sales rep. So I've always, I've always been on the road always. So yeah. Oh
1: yeah. And my husband and I, the same thing. Like I, you know, having Ryan here, I think is not just a game changer for me. I think more so for my kids. I mean, they're still young. They're 11 and six and for him to be home at dinner time, And to go outside and go for walks and play basketball, or you know, we've been able to. The boys have been able to go golfing together. I'm like that wouldn't happen right now if Ryan was still going to the office every day. Those kind of things were not happening, and so I will forever be grateful for the time that my kids have with their dad right now.
0: And and they'll never. It'll never be like this again. You hope, kind of. Yeah, for school and, right. and work, and I mean, it's it, it was kind of the yeah. the, the perfect conflux of it was almost at the end of the school year.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, so, so longer summer, and, and who knows what they're. Gonna, I mean, here in Los Angeles, they're talking about starting the school, the school the next school year up in July. So what they were originally talking about now, they're talking about trying to do all. Who knows? I'll tell you one thing: I'm glad I don't have kids that are school age.
1: <laughs> at the school age. Wow. Uh, but you know what? They're so. I mean, we've had our moments, and I think there's been like some adjustments for sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The kids are also so resilient, you know, and I, you know, I just think about all the kids out there, and oh, I just, school I know is good for them. Um, I'm grateful that, you know, we have teachers that work so hard to try to make things as fun and normal as possible with Google Meets and Hangouts right now. And I know they'll do that next year too if we're having to do this and I'm I'm just grateful that they're really mindful of the kids and their feelings and you know some days are hard and I've been able to email the teachers and say do you know what we're having a hard day we did not get all the work done and for them to just say you know what I'm so grateful you're trying and I hope they're reading and I just hope they're happy and healthy and you know take the day off if you need to so teachers have been incredible
0: Well and we, we do my, my wife and I, we definitely had our moments I mean it's it's frustrating. You know, both, both of our jobs have been affected by it. Most of our friends, you know, her, her mom is in the highest risk category. She's 81 with um, COPD. Um, yeah. And all that stuff kind of weighs on you. My, my one daughter has asthma. But it's been, I, I still think my wife kind of started it because she wanted me to get some stuff done around the house. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden my, my, uh, my wife's to-do list is getting done. I was I was always like oh. it's
1: amazing when we have a little extra time.
0: Yeah, sla- know, slash months.
1: Didn't think was there before.
0: Oh, I'd always go. I'll get that when I when I get back to my next trip. I'll do that when I get you know, Oh, the garage, all oh, the painting, all oh, this, that. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like oh, I guess I got to do it. What else do you have coming up? Anything you want to talk about, or
1: a new po- uh, podcast episodes drop every Wednesday. Okay. So and they're available on you know all platforms. So every Wednesday there's a new episode, and it's if- you subscribe, I and mean, most of your listeners know this. It's just going to be sent to their phone. so that's super easy. Um, and we'll probably be working on more, you know, digital content right now. I'm kind of having fun. I got some vintage cookbooks oh, from cool. a friend from the 1930s and 1940s, and so I've been experimenting with those cakes and we've been, uh on my Instagram. Just having fun trying those out, and people are following along. You know, I make it exactly how it is from the vintage cookbook. You know, a 1940s recipe, and then we see how it turns out, and then I make some tweaks to it, and we compare it to my 2020 version of the cake. How's that that been? Kind of been a new fun thing I just started. Um, That's awesome. Keep going. I think throughout the summer because I just ordered more cookbooks. I'm I'm loving it. I love going through these books, and they're used. They have notes in them. Yeah. They're. It's just um, a fun little time capsule.
0: Um, actually, I'm going to turn my wife on to that. That's cool. How big are the changes?
1: Um, I'm not trying to change them too much because I want to keep the authenticity of the original recipe. Yeah. But back then, in 1940, they were rationing butter and flour, so they're smaller cakes, oh, which right. is totally fine for me. Um, but they're using shortening a lot, which is not going to great create like a
2: great (laughs) texture
1: to your cake so uh, i switched that out with butter sometimes um just kind of comparing ratios of flour and sugar to make sure it rises the way that it needs to yesterday i worked on a chocolate cake uh chocolate can be expensive sometimes so i you know added a little bit more but i found a budget-friendly chocolate cocoa you know cocoa powder that we could incorporate it and just change a few things so at the end of the day it still tastes similar to what it was supposed to yeah. back then but just you know it kind of um i'm just trying to enhance the recipes of it that's pretty
0: cool though that's a that's like we, when we watch old shows you know like you we were just watching some on the Victor- yeah. victorian Tudor uh, era yeah and you're like yeah. it looks so cool on tv and in movies but you're like oh come on they, they didn't brush their teeth they didn't mm-hmm. you know they didn't all take showers yeah you,
1: know, you know it's kind of a little bit of um a history lesson for me each time as I look at a recipe and the name of the recipe and I do a little research on it uh it's really fun. I mean, I just love the whole learning process and and getting my hands dirty is my best way to learn, but it's not just about the ingredients, but truly like the history of it has been really fun as well.
0: that's cool so i'll 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 put all the links for, for your, the, the website and everything else, but then I'll make sure to add in the, uh, the podcast link yeah,
1: the Instagram account and the podcast and that'll share a ton. Thank you.
0: Yeah. We'll get people to uh, get, get people turned on to the podcast It looks cool. I mean, you, you had the, the, the first episode. It looks like it was your host, Courtney Rich finding joy in the journey. Yeah. And then yeah. Em- embracing life course corrections with faith and resilience. I mean, those are
1: yeah
0: powerful titles.
1: Everything will be a little different. Everyone's story is different, and so we'll just, you know, there'll be a different theme each time and uh, a different interview. And then there may be some more stories for me here and there because I've got a good collection. That's what you know. do, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> some things to share from over the years. So uh, I think it'll be kind of a good compilation of of all of it.
0: Me, if you got them, I, I can't wait to. I started listening to the to the, um, the well, I'd listen to the trailer and then part of the first one. So. I'll get I'll get through Thank the you. rest of
1: them. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Yes.
0: I, I used to listen a lot more because I used to drive a lot for my job. <laughs> so
1: I know, me too. So now I have to go and walk so I can listen to my all my podcast. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, well, well, hey, I, I truly appreciate the the extra time. So it was awesome catching up with you. Thank
1: you. And, well, uh, thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Oh,
0: absolutely, and, and uh, best wishes through twenty twenty, and we'll see. Thank what...
1: you. You too. Stay healthy.
0: All right. Thanks, Courtney.